Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. Debut at this year's Tate Prize, and I'm pretty sure Anthony Tom's been up for the Tate before, but I'm not a hundred on that. Have you been, Anthony? Morena. Ah, Maria, yes. Yes. Once, yes. once, I think in 2016. That's right, you were. I knew I knew it. I could feel it in my bones. But anyway, Maureen, thank you. Welcome to the show. New single, Entertainment, is out now. Album is just around the corner. Leave Love Out of This, which you can pre-order now as well. But first off, uh, your run of the Railland shows is coming to a close tonight in Wanaka. Uh, 25 shows in all. Um, that's an Alizarin Lizard-style uh, size <laughs> tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's it been and is it sad that it's coming to an end um, it's it's been it's been great it has been um, gosh it's a big compliment to say it's an Elizabeth and Lizard style tour <laughs> um, they they used to do those tours all in a row yeah um, five dollar per diem um <laughs> They had a five dollar per diem challenge. Um, yes, where you could, <laughs> where they arrived in a town, and they had to get their lunch for five dollars. Yeah, and um, you could combine with another member of the band, um, combine your five dollars to, to pull it to ten dollars, <laughs> and then share the lunch. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Gosh, they were they were clever, they were clever tourists. Um, uh, this has been a little more luxurious. We did have a big intense period in November where we were on the road and playing um, just about every day. Um, but since then, we've sort of spaced it out and um, we did the show in Portobello and, and around Christmas time mm-hmm. and Auckland Art Festival. And we had a crazy little show on Rakino Island, which was actually really oh, awesome, which wow. was sort of um, secret. Island behind Rangitoto Island um, and the Hodaki Golf. That, that was island, really special. It? It's pretty free island, that one, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a it's, it's a strange little place, and not not many people know about it, or I certainly didn't know about it. Um, but there's and there's only sort of 180 residents on there. No water. No no sublight, No no aquifer. Um, <laughs> So that kind of limits how much development could be on there. Yeah, which is good. Yes, yeah, no, it's great. Which is a good thing. Um, right, so the new single, Entertainment, um, you know, that that wonderful world of entertainment, what a bleak game it is. But um, give, give us a, <laughs> give, it can be sometimes. Uh, but give us a little bit of a rundown of what the song is about because, um, you know, I, I find the, the subject matter quite interesting. Yeah, um, well, it's... It, um it's loosely based on a um, an athlete who um, who had a had a big shot of transitioning from sports star to um, reality television star, and um, and it's and it's him kind of looking at a at a TV network which is going under a restructure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess. It's a very, it's a very loose theme, and um, it just kind of, it had a mind of its own, and it, and that kind of theme um, drove the music in some interesting places. But it's also about, um, 
It's also about the relationship between the city and the province as well, because what I thought was interesting about um, television, but also about art in general, is that you're always making television for some hypothetical audience. Yeah. Um, but you can never, you can always claim to know what the audience wants. You can always, you know, use ratings or data or whatever, or, you know, um, sales or whatever to say that you have a better idea of what people really want. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you're just making it up. And then when you come to make the show, you just make the show. Yeah. And then you say, this is what they wanted. And then you broadcast it. Um, and so this is a, I guess it's a battle between different sides of the television industry claiming that they have a better idea of what people in, um, you know, hypothetical provincial New Zealand um, really want to see. You know, is it, is it news? Um, is it interviews? Or is it, um, you know, a, a wonderful reality TV show? And I think, you know, we've seen that, that kind of battle play out in um, New Zealand and, you know, to some degree everywhere. Yes, that's right. Years. That's right, that's right. Um, yeah, that, that is an interesting battle. And I guess, you know, when you're a TV executive, um, you know, you, you're, you're living the big city life and you've got no idea what's going on in rural New Zealand. Well, that's the, that's the funny thing because, you know, uh, in this song, I guess both, both sides of that argument um, <laughs> live in cities and are powerful people well-paid people, influential people. Um, and so it's quite it's quite funny to think of them having arguments um, in, in their boardroom um, over what forestry workers in Tokoroa want to see. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting because it's kind of come up this week as well with uh, pop stars. Oh, I don't know if you've seen this one, but pop stars screening on Channel 1 and they got rid of Fair Go for a while while this show runs and everybody's up. Oh, really? Arms. Yeah, everybody's they replaced- up. Arms. Fear go with pop stars. Yeah, with pop stars, but it's screened on TV One and TV Two at the same time. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can see a really easy way that we could have had Fear Go. Yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, you know, Fear Go, much loved. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right up there. But at least you know they're still a country calendar, um, right? And a high, very high rating show. It, it, it is, it is. But when are they going to bring back a dog show, Anthony? That's what I want to know. Yeah, have they ever tried to do it? I feel <laughs> like they tried to do it in the 90s or 2000s. I can't remember. Yeah, I think they tried to bring it back. didn't work. But what a great show that was. But we only had one channel then, so we had no choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, it's another example of your sharp third-person writing. Um, you know, um, you have a knack of taking stories that might even equate to you a little bit there might be even little bits of you within the story but writing them for somebody else from somebody else's point of view um you know how how do you transition that how does it work um i don't know i i think um all, all i know is that when i sit down to write a song i can i can try a hundred things before I'll sort of accept what I'm doing and say, yep, this is a good thing to be doing. So, you know, uh, for me, it's not enough to have a nice tune and um, and a few words. Like, those words need to have some sort of sense of 
um, they need to be quite specific, and they need and they need to have. There needs. To, I, I, I'm realizing there needs to be some kind of wider context yeah. um, about what I'm uh, about what I'm writing. Otherwise, my brain just sort of goes, "Nah, this isn't this isn't my song. This isn't the kind of song that I write." Um, it, it, it's annoying. It, it's a it's a brutal critic that lives in in my head and um, will only accept um, songs that that are of a level of interest to that critic yeah, yeah. Um, and um, th- this one you know it, it took quite a while and it um, the words were on uh, I actually wrote it on piano um, and it sounded quite different and did actually have the same kinds of chords but they sounded really different um, before the guitar came in mm-hmm. and um, but yeah, it's it's really hard to know what it is. But um, there, there always needs to be some. I think it's just that wider thing. I need to be able to because you've got limited words to work with. Yeah. But I need to be able to feel that in the first verse or so, um, the small amount of words has also um, created a wider world that you can um, delve into. And there's a there's a sort of bigger uh, this like this world, but there's systems and there's structures going on, um, and that's what makes the song sort of tick for me. Nice, nice. Um, you know, the sound-wise, um, it's interesting because there's only a small part. There's only a small part of synth in there, but I like that you've added that because it's, you know, the song is something old, something new. Um, for one of a better description, it's traditional. You know, your traditional kind of sound, your traditional kind of song, but you've also got that later curiosity with the synthesizer coming in there as well. Um, is it important for you to kind of marriage those two things together now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean. <laughs> it is kind of synthesizer driven because um, it, it, this didn't make the single cut, Jamie. But there was a two-minute synthesizer intro to the song. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Which is related to the synthesizers and the chorus and the and the end. And actually, if you if you do pre-order the album, the vinyl version of the album has the two-minute <laughs> synthesizer intro. Nice. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I think it, it wouldn't it wouldn't live without the synthesizers. In fact, the main hook is that is um, is on on the synth. Yeah, and um, and yeah, the song would just it doesn't it doesn't live without that kind of big outro um, as well. The other thing as well is, is that this is. Unlike the last album, this has got um, electronically generated percussion. You know, there's an 808 um, beat that sort of structures uh, this song, and um, was quite. It was, it was interesting because I guess my solo show in the last few years has been pretty. Uh, has rested a lot on um, synthesized sound, yeah. on you know, 808s and, and synths and things, and those are the things that allow me to do my solo show but make it a bit more musically interesting. Um, but, it, you know, the one the one thing that I have in my solo set that keeps it kind of organic is, is my 1968 Yamaha guitar. And we were, when we were recording this with, um, with Jonathan Pierce, um, we're trying to work out some kind of balance. How do we, how do we balance 
you know the synthesized world with um with things that are organic and also the band and um this is the first song that we we kind of got and we were like okay cool i can see i can see how we meld these things so you know the bass and the um bass is played by david flyger and the drums played by Stu harwood who's been in the band forever yes and um and so it was it was really cool to get a balance where you almost can't tell what's drum machine and what's um what's real person playing drums mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um seeing Stuart's name there it was quite good and it just took me back to that sessions that you those live sessions you did down at the music school the music department um, all oh, those yeah. all those years ago was that, that, uh, was that the off the cuff one yeah off the cuff there yeah yeah, yeah. I think it yeah, yeah, was. yeah 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 we did that with um, with Daniel Blackball yeah really good really great um, right and you know working with Jonathan again um, what's that what's that working relationship like it's great. I mean, um, I, I'm a big believer in uh, relationships. I mean, obviously, you, you you work with new people over the years, and you know people's people's lives change and all that kind of things. People people go in and out of bands depending on what they're doing. But um, when people are keen to, um, I'm always I always like to work with people for a long time, and and it, and it gets more and more satisfying over the years. Um, I was thinking about it because Jonathan first worked with us on Up Here for Dancing mm-hmm. um, in 2012, and we—that uh, was really interesting because I'd been on—I'd been a tour manager for Jonathan's band, band um, and Guns. Great band, and um, yeah, great, great band, and we sort of started playing together through that. And so I flew him down to Dunedin, and we recorded an album with Tex Houston and Burns Hall. Mm-hmm. And we just had this young guy, and um, he didn't have any set parts. And <laughs> so we just take each song and go, "Okay, now Jonathan, you do something." <laughs> and it was all—it was all so great. And then, um, you know, Jonathan and I worked for for a long time making Successor, and that was his first full album as a producer. Um. And and then, and then we started working on this in 2017, and um, it kind of the work happened very all at once, and then very slowly because I guess I got caught up in, in making shows like the Synthesized Universe, and mm-hmm. um, and then Railland, which sort of took a lot of my attention. And then in the meantime, Jonathan became famous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so uh, you know the best first album really took off and, and they were on the road pretty yeah. much all of the time uh, so we had to switch from and, and it, of course as well I moved to Whanganui yeah. so it was quite interesting we went from an in-person process in uh, Auckland to the, we had to sort of develop a, um, a distance collaboration so I had to upskill a bit more um, get a bit more recording equipment in Wanganui, um, send things back and forth, and I think a lot of these. I think this song in particular, Jonathan fixed the mix, um, finished the mix in a place called Chelva in Spain between an American tour and a European tour. Um, so it's, it's great, but I, it's great to have somebody that knows that when they are working on your whatever they're working on with you in the present. They've got ten years of layers to yeah. what they're 
um, to the conversations. I mean, it gets ridiculous. It means, it means that you have philosophical discussions um, <laughs> that get a bit silly. But I've got a similar relationship with um, with Daniel Blackball. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, re- I'm really proud that, that we've been working together. I think he says we've been working together 11 years now. Um, but, you know, there are times when we get, you know, his new artwork for this, um, for this album and um, the singles and all the little bits and pieces... There are there are kind of things, little themes and motifs and things in there that still relate to what we were doing ten or eleven years ago. Yeah. Um, but we're just better at it now, and that's and it's really satisfying. Um, even though I think both with Daniel and with Jonathan, we can all take a long time um, getting things done maybe because there are so many layers, but um, it's really satisfying when we do. Speaking of long relationships, you've signed to Nadia Reed's label, Slow Time Records. Uh, you're the first artist on that um, label, other than Nadia, of course, which is fantastic. Uh, and that's a relationship that, that was formed here in Otiputi as well, uh, as your relationship with Stuart and with Daniel. Um, so, I mean, that, that's great to be able to come back to an old friendship like that and collaborate in that way. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, and it's amazing. I mean, it, and it's funny how these these things um, happen. And, and uh, I mean, I I played uh, Nadia's 18th birthday at the Kerry's Bay Hotel. <laughs> in fact, Tom and the finance company played it. Um, but um, yeah, over the years, uh, I I've been on tour with Nadia in New Zealand, and um, we did her first European tour as the support act and tour manager. Um, and you know we've we've always kind of shared information about um, about touring and uh, about releasing music and that kind of thing. And Nadia's got such an amazing instinct. She she kind of always knows the answer for what she wants mm. um, pretty quickly, and she goes with it. And um, and so I have I have great faith um, being on her label, and it's. And it's a really good relationship. It's um, it's it's just nice to work with somebody who, who you know so well, um, and she's got a good good team over in in Europe as well. So it's really exciting. Really, getting I'm getting I'm quite lucky to get to work with um, some of the people that I met on her team when we went to Europe, um, and and you know to to have. I mean, the hardest thing is to have other people believe in you as a musician, and yeah. um, so I'm, I'm really lucky to have someone like Nadia to sort of, you, you know, give it a push to her fans in New Zealand and other places. It's, it's, um, it's a fun thing to do, and it'll be it'll be really great to see these um, these vinyl records when they turn up. Yes, yes, that's right. So the record is. Um out soon on the 16th of July which is not long after your birthday I believe if I remember correctly as well <laughs> great memory yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you well because mine's the 4th so I know it's around around mine ah cool yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so I can remember that it was around mine maybe it's the 5th the fifth? It's actually the 20th. 20th, okay, well, I was close. Close enough. Um, yeah. yeah um, brilliant, and, but you can pre-order that now. You can pre-order the vinyl uh, CD, which is great. I love the fact that it's coming out on the CD. Um, yeah. Digital or a deluxe edition LP, um, which comes with, which is green vinyl and a bonus 7-inch. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you can get those all from your website, anthonytonnen.com. Yep, or from um, Nadia's 
uh, slowtimerecords.com as well. Yeah, fantastic. So um, get the pre-order for that now. Go out and find the video as well for entertainment, which has been uh, which is out, and that's done uh, by Erica, who um, everyone will know as Lady Laserlight. Um, she's amazing. What a talent. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did. Well, we sort of we both starred in the video, and we also had um, sports team. Her, her, um, Callum from Hans Puckett. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 Annabelle Keane. They run a production a company, and they have have a great DOP Samuel Austin. Um, and but Erica and I had a real show because we've done some work together where, where she um, where she plays as, as a basically as a musician, but but with visual um, things. And we we had a show where everything turned off. And I was playing entertainment actually, and I I adjusted the big cool chord, and then all of the visuals turned off, and um, and it said HDMI not connected. Uh, And they did, and and I just kept playing, and they they pulled it back within you know a few seconds. But that was the idea for this video. We just kind of exaggerated that that terrible show. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, brilliant. Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Anthony. Always a pleasure. It's been a while. It has been a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's good to catch up. It's good to catch up. And uh, as you said before, the single's out now. You can find it on all good streaming sites. Um, find it at uh, Anthony Donald, anthonytonnen.com as well as Slowtimes Records as well. Um, and you can pre-order the album at both those websites also. Um, and we look forward to that coming out. And we'll have a chat around that then as well, no doubt. Awesome. Yeah, great to chat to you, Jamie. Yeah, always a pleasure, my friend. Have yourself uh, a wonderful show tonight in uh, Wanaka. If anyone's heading up that way today, go check it out. The Festival of Colour is always an amazing time up there. Um, So everybody, uh, if they're going that way, uh, do not miss it. Here is uh, Entertainment Now. We'll play it out. Thank you once again, Anthony, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jamie. Cheers, mate. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.